Hey everyone, welcome to episode number two of the Two Button Crew podcast, or as we adoringly call it, the TV cast, or Two Button cast. Many different names. I'm Scott, I am sitting right next to... Simeon. And we've got Ryan and Glenn as well. Hi guys. Hi. Ryan. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, I was playing Splatoon 2, that was my bad. Ryan, oh, no. <laughs> I was wondering where he went. <laughs> well, welcome back. It's been a month since our last episode about Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Oh, wow. It feels so long. Yeah, it, seriously. We're not covering a specific game in today's episode, but instead we're going topical because it has been one year since the blog started, the Two Button Crew blog on our website, and uh, all four of us have been writing and contributing it to it. The whole time? Is that correct? I believe so. Uh, yeah. yeah. Glenn, were you there for the inception of the blog? Uh, yeah, and if I recall what you said when, uh, when we were starting it, I was also the inspiration. Is that true? You're the meaning in my life. You're the inspiration for the blog. I really had a feeling that that was going to happen right there. <laughs> well, then why didn't you join us? Because with Skype and stuff, my audio probably would have been a little bit delayed. It wouldn't have sounded too great. <laughs> the gentleman. We did it in post. There you go. <laughs> Glenn, why don't you talk about what you remember from that then? Uh, I remember after, gosh, I want to say it was posting a comment on the Metroid Other M uh, success or failure or whatever it was episode. I, I did a long post and it eventually became one of my... Uh, first articles but uh, uh, you approached me and said hey you know we're thinking about starting a blog would you like to uh, be a part of that I thought yeah sure that sounds good yeah and the reason I did that is because your comments were always so I mean some people would say long but I'd say thought out and well constructed yep and uh, yeah they were awesome <laughs> my, my profile uh, refers to them as essays in the comments section <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then another really interesting reason that we wanted to have a blog as a YouTube channel is because it really helps us with search engine optimization. We upload a new video every weekday and it's all video content, so our descriptions and titles and tags get indexed on Google, but the main body of the content really doesn't because it's not written and uh, Google doesn't know how to index video and spoken content yet. Yet. I'm sure someday. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) they're working on it as we speak, I'm sure. But uh, blogs really help us get in Google, and uh, we can go more in-depth than we can in a 10-minute video. So I really enjoyed having the blog. It's been good. Simeon, what what did you think about us starting a blog? Um, I, I loved the idea of starting the blog because it it opened it up to let us talk about things that we wouldn't normally talk about in the show, like things that would be either um, too detailed to not make a good show or yep. just wouldn't fit in the right format or for too us vulgar. to do a good show. Yeah, or too, we could get really, really kind of naughty in the, in the <laughs> blog. Um, and we wouldn't like normally do that. things about Breath of the Wild. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We don't want that not family-friendly X-rated content on, yeah, on our videos. we don't want that filth in the, the Daily Show. No, no. We, we, make it, we make it to where if people want that, they can come to our website for it. Yeah. Um, but it, it, what I liked about it is that it opened it up for us to talk about stuff that we wouldn't talk about on the show. Um, for format or content reasons or just stuff that we personally are passionate about that maybe the other ones don't share or don't know about and it's better to introduce it in the blog. Yeah, I agree. I like it because it allows us a space to have big thoughts that don't necessarily have to uh, have a show be made out of it or have a catchy title or something like that. And it's kind of interesting that it's really what TBC first was Two Button Crew kind of started as a blog, you might say. Like, 
if you go on the Internet Archive Wayback Machine, you can I, see. I, I do not. I do not condone this. Just, just uh, to save people's brain cells, I do yeah. not condone this. You can see the <laughs> original. Right. I already have. <laughs> the original iteration was a blogger, blogspot. Yeah, blog, blog spot. and uh, it was black and red. We kept that. The, that well, that was the second iteration. The first one was the weird janky background within the mushroom kingdom background oh game of watch yes okay watch. so before, oh, before before the name was even two button crew we've yeah. always been blogging and i remember oh it's... that's right yes i do remember two button crew being a blog but yeah so i was thinking even further back one of your articles was six reasons why capcom is the best don't and then you, don't you just regret that one i, I do regret <laughs> that one i regretted it probably about three years after <laughs> i wrote it i was like what was i thinking yeah but I, I also like Two Button Crew's current blog because it's a more formal approach than the show. It takes more research, takes more forming of opinions. Mm-hmm. You can't just get away with having a hot take. You gotta have backup and research and stuff. Yep. I like it because sometimes when I'm writing a review that's going to be on YouTube, it ends up changing my wording and just my overall tone when I'm transitioning it to video, whereas if I write something for the blog, it's going to come across exactly as how I wrote it. Well, okay, here's an embarrassing story. Uh, when I first agreed to uh, to be a writer for the blog, I didn't realize I was signing up for a monthly gig. I thought it was a one shot. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we roped Whoops. you in. So you just saw your name on the schedule month after month after month <laughs> oh no it, like when we were first emailing each other uh doing email correspondence over it it's like oh yeah sure i'll write an article and i i sent you some like suggestions it's like which one of these looks like the best to you and you said all of them just do all of them it's like what? <laughs> sucker born every minute <laughs> yes you know and at first that was kind of uh yeah, you know, committing to anything is is always. I, I'm actually very non-committal as a person, just because I I very I, I have a um I value my time a lot because I I'm a very ambitious person, so I try to make time for the stuff that I want to do. But um, it was actually really exciting. The when I first started, um, I I like wrote two articles and like back to back in like three days, so. Oh man, that's yeah. Awesome. Well, it was summer vacation, so I had time. But well, we're thankful, and also hope that it helps you in your ambition somewhat. You know, good portfolio pieces, good practice. Yep, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll get to what I like about it uh, down uh, next, I guess. Yeah, let's do that. Some things that we like about blogging, and maybe some things that we dislike. Um, it is a great way to get to know the authors, like. Uh, it, I always enjoy reading your guys' stuff. I learn something mm-hmm. new every week, whether it's about the industry or about your own preferences and experiences, like Simeon's Nintendo Experience series games that, what would you say, you, that you think they're essential to uh, the Nintendo to, experience? To, to the in, Nintendo aficionado, yeah. If you yeah. want the full Nintendo experience, you got to play those mm-hmm. must plays yeah so maybe we can get into some series and stuff that we've done later on but another great thing about the blog is it fills an off day for videos where we upload monday through friday blogs publish on uh, sunday and we have stuff on saturday as well so it's uh it's just something different for our viewers and readers to look forward to on a regular basis our blog is also great for getting people to go to our website which is surprisingly tough yeah (laughs) (laughs) twobuttoncrew.com i mean it's got a lot of the same content that our youtube channel does but um, the website's really cool and how you can filter it and uh, find related videos and stuff using tags but we've been paying for this website for like (laughs) how many years so So many years it's it's awesome (laughs) just to put it to use in such a good way so some things that are tough with blogs are it's hard and time consuming like we've we've been doing youtube show for so long that you know that's a pretty good routine we can whip episodes out you know mm-hmm. but blogs are always a project that uh takes time it's, it's a whole process in itself 
Yeah, you say that. Try writing a uh, a like three thousand plus word essay on why Breath of the Wild isn't perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why do you do that? Um, <laughs> yeah, mine and I are kind of medium sized, maybe. And then the other thing about the blog is it doesn't get that much attention uh, because videos are you know generally more popular these days. They're easier yeah. easier to consume. Yeah, the thing is, especially with how YouTube is set up, where it has like a bunch of recommendations and stuff, um, you can yep. just uh, consume videos like popcorn. But uh, a blog, you you know, you have to go to a website that most people probably have never been to before, and then you have to read instead of mm-hmm. you know just being able to sort of zone out. That's a very foreign concept to most people these days. Reading, yeah, yeah. You, you don't go to a blog. I don't to think waste it is time. to most Nintendo fans because Nintendo is so staunchly against voice acting. So, <laughs> well, in-game reading is different than everyday reading, I would say. But reading a blog is not a relaxing activity where you can just take your phone to the couch and binge some shows. You know. Yep. That's it for me. So, the things that I like and dislike about the blog, a major plus I've already talked about is it allows unlimited creative freedom. Um, for the shows, you know, we have certain restrictions. I mean, we don't have many, but one of the kind of things that restricts us in what we do is we want it to be things that people will want to watch. And for me, the blog, because it doesn't necessarily get that much attention, I do, I do want to put my time and effort into it but I can do with it whatever I want. I don't have to worry about, you know, is this going to get um, 100 views? Whereas It doesn't affect an algorithm. Right. You know, like if you put out uh, a poop show on YouTube, then they're not going to recommend your uh, subsequent ones as much. That's right. And if, if one person enjoyed my blog, I feel like that's like my my baby like something that i created myself mm-hmm. if one person enjoyed that or like two people enjoyed that um that to me is reward enough that's you know something i've written um that people like and and it highlights individuality and um something that uh, about the written word i don't know if you guys are familiar um with this book a lot of writers refer back to it um it's called amusing ourselves to death mm-hmm. by neil postman and he makes an argument in it about the permanence of things that are put down in writing as opposed to spoken word or even video content where if you if you write something especially if it's published there's something about that that's permanent and that sticks with you. I mean, e- even on the internet, like it's searchable. It's it's something that's there. It's something where there was a definitive date where you published a statement about something that you did. And I don't know. To me, there's something about that that's that's really cool. That it is difficult writing, but once you di- you've done it, it's something where you can say like that's that's a landmark. That's a, a stake in the ground of where I was and there's something permanent to it something i dislike about the blog is that it's hard to keep fresh blog ideas for some people it may come more easily but for me it's it's difficult to get new ideas and the nintendo experience you know it's definitely something that i wanted to do and i i love doing it when i do it but it's typically I can't think of anything to write specifically because <laughs> um, usually I wait for an idea. You know, I wait for the idea to hit me and I blog about it if I'm, you know, if something that I'm especially passionate about hits me. And if it doesn't, then I go to the Nintendo experience and eventually that's going to run out and that scares me. Dun, dun, dun. It's it's hard to it's hard <laughs> to keep fresh on something like that. But also it, it is time and it is effort, um, whether it's proofing, whether it's because, um, you know, our blogs need to be proofed by one of the other writers. Um, typically, that's Glenn that's doing the proofing. That's that's time. That's effort put into it, especially if you are passionate about it. It almost makes it worse because you want to do the best job that you can. I remember one of the last Nintendo experiences that I did the fighting games that article was just took me so long to write because I wanted to write about everything that I wrote about. And if I hadn't written everything that I wrote about, 
I wouldn't would have felt unfulfilled. And so that effort was necessary for it. And it's just time and energy. And it, that's what makes it difficult. Yeah, that uh, going back to what you said about wanting to say everything you have to say about something that mm. is um, a, a big issue for my little, uh, I think I once referred to it as the evil twin to the uh, Nintendo experience. <laughs> uh the that was a thing series I, yes um i have that too and it's you know it pains me because i do sometimes have to uh, i have cut stuff out of those this you know there's only been two so far but there are times where it's like well i want to mention this little minute detail but it doesn't fit anywhere without just grinding everything to a halt and saying oh by the way this and then moving forward yeah mm-hmm. that's another good series of blogs that is uh things that once were right glenn i try to you know talk about things that are kind of off the beaten path and um you know maybe people haven't been exposed to um and also it gives me an excuse to talk about all those cult classics that i really like because you know i don't really deviate from the the core nintendo stuff because that keeps me busy quite frankly but uh yeah the that was a thing series the few times i do go off the beaten path, you know, I, I typically really like what I find. So that's why I created that series. I really like the blog because it lets me see how racist Simeon really is. Oh, yes. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? What are you referring to here? <laughs> no, but seriously, uh, I like it because it's a lot more personal. Um, you, I feel like you write down your personal feelings and your passion and whatnot more when you do it in writing. And then it's also a nice change of pace because videos, it seems like you want to do everything as quick as possible to keep the viewer interested in writing. You can just take as long as you want to write things out. Uh, The things I don't like so much is writing does come much harder to me, I feel like. Being cohesive and grammar in general has never been my forte, so to speak. And I also find it very hard to take the time to sit down and write something mm-hmm. when I have two kids going crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I really want to do a show with you sometime, Ryan, or maybe a blog, but mm-hmm. about gaming and parenting at the same time, because I don't know what that's going to be like. Cats don't count, Scott. <laughs> I said I don't know what it's gonna be like. <laughs> Basically, okay, you game while they're napping or they're sleeping at night. Unless lately, like every once in a while, I'll turn on my NES Classic and play some games with my son for a little bit. He really likes to play the original Mario. He doesn't get too far yet, but he likes just messing around for ten minutes until he becomes mm. bored. So that's that's how I play the original Mario. <laughs> <laughs> so sleeping or napping. Okay, yep. tranquilizer yep. darts. Got it. Yep, lots of Nyquil. Um, no, <laughs> don't. I don't do that. I'm not that parent. <laughs> okay, what I like. Um, I like writing because I find the process very cathartic, and I mean that in two different ways. Like throwing swords in Breath of the Wild. Yeah, kind of like that. <laughs> um, and there there are two reasons for that. Uh, one is just that. When I feel like there, I have a unique um, opinion or a unique take on something, you know, sometimes it's kind of frustrating because I don't really know exactly how to express it properly and in a complete manner. So writing forces me to sit down and figure out what exactly it is going on in my mind. And sometimes that process actually changes my opinion of something. Like mm. as I was writing uh, the Breath of the Wild one where I uh, talk about how it's not the greatest game ever, um, I think I, it, my opinion of it actually improved a little bit. Um, and it might be a contender for top uh, for third favorite Zelda. Hey, wow. good to hear. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I have to give it more time and see what the DLC is, but uh, why, why are we talking about this? Anyway, <laughs> uh, so I I like that process of putting my thoughts into a very formal, uh, my thoughts and feelings into a very formal uh, context. 
Yeah, and also just getting that thought out there, knowing it's somewhere out there. The, the other thing, and this is a little bit more personal, is that uh, before I started writing the blog, um, I was really kind of frustrated uh, with myself because, um, you know, like I, I said before, I'm a really ambitious person, so I wasn't... I, I was looking at, you know, I was just like doing my schoolwork and always telling myself, no, I don't have time to do all this stuff I want to do because I have mm. to just get through school and then I can do it. Mm. And, you know, I, I kind of felt like that guy who was always talking about all the cool things he'd do and never actually doing them. For me, blogging also helps me get rid of a lot of that pent up creative energy. And it's like, I, I you know, it may not be the, the thing I want to do with uh, the rest of my life, but I can at least point out and say, there, I made something. Mm. And just that joy of creation. Yeah, that's good. You know, other positive is I get to talk about Nintendo. I I love, uh, you know, talking about Nintendo. And unfortunately, I don't, I, I'm not friends with a lot of Nintendo fans. And uh, so it, it's great to have just this place where I can throw it out there and get feedback from, uh, well, pretty much exclusively uh, Flapjack at the moment. But <laughs> <laughs> I think you're friends with a lot of Nintendo people you just don't know them yet they know they know you though yep we got subscribers to this. actually oh gosh you reminded me of something in college so i went to a small university so you wound up taking a class with everyone uh like 950 students on campus oh wow yeah really good school though uh nationally ranked anyway I would always sit in the front of class uh, because, one, that just makes the teacher automatically like you, and two, <laughs> I have really long legs, so it helps me stretch them out. So I would sit in the front of the class, and I also asked a lot of questions. Can you imagine? Uh, <laughs> no. So everybody in the class knew who I was because the teacher would, you know, would call me by name and they, they, you know, sometimes they, the teachers even stop me in the hall and say, you know, keep asking questions. That's awesome. Mm. Uh, but the, the thing is I would be walking across campus and like going to the cafeteria or whatever. And I would open the door for someone and they turn to me and say, thanks Glenn. And you know, I would just do that sort of, yeah, sure. And you know, do the sort of finger, the familiar finger wag and mm -hmm. be thinking, who the heck is this person? I have never seen them before in my life. How do they know my name? That's because you don't have eyes in the back of your head, right? No, my hair's too thick for that anyway. You needed the who are you finger wag. <laughs> that, it's, yeah, I guess you could call that finger wagging. Anyway. So stuff, stuff uh, so, you don't like about blogging now. Yeah, stuff I don't like is, for me, it is really time-consuming because I, I think I maybe get a little bit too sucked into it. Also, there's the issue of we don't really, I don't, or at least I don't know of any way to look at the metrics of who's reading and how many people are reading uh, my articles. So I don't really know how many people have seen it so and until of course flapjack just flat uh, you know shout out to uh him he's awesome for you know at least letting me know he read the article <laughs> by commenting and also giving uh good feedback yeah so a, a note to anybody who's listening that reads our blogs is it would be super helpful just to receive short comments that say thanks or something you enjoyed about it just so that we know that it's helped someone mm -hmm. so that we can comments were just added in the last month or so i believe so if you didn't know that they were there they are now yeah yeah that that was something that was weird when i got discuss account just for the uh twobuttoncrew.com is i started seeing like the prompt to uh you know type comments on all these other sites and it's like i did not know this was a thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> the last one at least the last one i remember i came up with one but it's not written down so uh it's just you know putting something out in, in a public forum is or whatever it, it's nerve-wracking mm -hmm. um you know, because if if you make a mistake or you're not clear on something and people misconstrue what you say, that that can lead to some, uh, you know, unpleasantness. And I, yeah. I'm not a person who likes getting into fights with people, especially over the Internet, because it's, it's a waste of time. <laughs> yeah. 
Yep. It's like, okay, you win. Good job. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a vulnerability thing and I I see that and it it is kind of scary cuz you know, like I talked about it's something that is permanent or at least it feels permanent and it's we've all talked about it being a personal thing and having somebody um, react negatively to something that's very personal it it affects you i know it affects me all right we got some questions we're all going to answer first of all what's our writing process so mine i actually start with a title then from there i can write down subheadings like the big bold words you would see in an article kind of the section markers and then from that point i kind of have a really rough outline and then I can research and fill in each of the sections, write it all out, and then I run it through Grammarly, which is a little plugin that I think has saved you guys from some of the proofing work you have to do. Mm. It it underlines uh, things that a spell checker wouldn't, so mm-hmm. suggest huh. words and stuff like that. That sounds like something I need. <laughs> <laughs> and I I know that there is like. A normal version for Grammarly and like a paid version for Grammarly like as far as a plugin yeah so the free ones fine it might tell you improper comma use but it might not tell you why that's all so right yeah and I know that like the paid version is gonna show you more like stylistic things like you know you should do this better or you're i don't know if it does you're using this word too much yeah but um oh well who's got money yeah it's to me it looks handy but it's not worth it probably for for me what i do is first i come up with a topic i like like i said before i like to be inspired by something um i'll i'll get an idea and i'll say okay this is what i want to write about in general and then uh comes the mental outline and this is where most of the work is done this is how i do many of the things that i have to write whether it's something that i teach or when i was in school school work i didn't start the work until what people would call too late typically the day before <laughs> but but most of the work was already done as far as thinking through the steps it's basically a conversation that happens in my head of like almost a debate of these are the logical steps that i need to take these are the arguments that i'm going to make wow. so first come up with the topic or have the inspiration mental writing or outline and then i start writing and or write the title Usually, typically i'll write the title start writing and then once i'm you know three quarters of the way through the writing i'll change the title to fit what it is that i've written and then once i think i've written it i'll try and go back and refine it and then of course somebody swings around and proofreads it mine is quite literally exactly the same as that so i have <laughs> nothing more to add <laughs> great minds yep uh, well, I guess for me, it's uh, I start with the concept, and uh, oftentimes I come with a with a name at the same time. Not always, but uh, and usually the punnier the better. Uh-huh. Uh, so then, of course, I I do research if it's something that needs researching, um, and outlining it. Sometimes I don't always outline. Sometimes I just dive headfirst into writing, and sometimes that works. Sometimes that comes back to bite me big time. <laughs> uh, then is the actual writing. Then I upload it to the sites, format it so that everything looks pretty on the page because Scott's very particular about that. Lots of mm-hmm. images and all that. And uh, then I go through it one last time to make sure everything is grammatically correct and that there isn't anything I forgot to like. There isn't anything that's just flat out unclear. Yeah, I guess I should touch on formatting because we have editors that focus on English and some that focus on not using the word Nazi and some that... <laughs> yes, <laughs> I got I got caught on that one. Some like me that look well, at and what let's, it... Okay, okay, just for the record, half of that is just because I think cultist is funnier and more descriptive, okay? I'm, I'm not a super politically correct person. I just, I, I thought, eh, you know, cultist really has, just paints a better mental picture. 
I I agree. I agreed with your with your edit of that word. <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time, Glenn. I might pick on you too much, but you know I love you. And then I I really like to look at how the articles look because readers these days don't really exist as much as skimmers. So if you can make bold text and pull quotes and images help tell the story and maybe catch the attention of skimmers, I think that helps a lot. Next, let's talk about the favorite articles we've written and why. Mine is probably this one I did called Switch VR Prediction for the record. So I wanted to have my uh, my prediction written down far in advance of what I think is going to happen. Nintendo's next big release console-wise. Oh, um, and that reminds me. Did you... Uh... I and we have a um, a Slack account that we communicate through. Uh, did you see that video I posted that was about? Uh, uh, it was uh, the guy who does game theory basically made the same prediction that you did. Yes, mm-hmm. but but I was first, right? Yeah, you yeah, yeah. You you came up with it first. I think he also went on a tangent about the size of Mario, which had me in stitches because I <laughs> may have pointed that uh, when we were talking about the reveal trailer. Yes. So maybe in order to have further proof, I should have printed mine out and mailed it to myself and kept it in a sealed envelope. (laughs) Poor man's copyright. But anyway, I really think this is going to happen. Nintendo will get into VR and they will use existing Switch components. Like you can keep your Joy-Con, your games and stuff like that. But I already got into VR. Isn't that right, Ryan? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) They they just can't be topped. They're They're the market leaders. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, go read that blog. Uh, um, my my favorite article that I've written is probably uh, "What Do You Want," um, and it's probably my favorite for a number of reasons. Um, first, is it was one that was inspired um, by an article in a w- weird magazine that was at my in laws' house, and wow. it got me thinking. It wasn't something that it was like you know, solid, it was something that took me through a process of understanding what exactly makes a good game. And I, I, I like that at the end, I wasn't able to come to a conclusion, what makes a good game? Because quality doesn't even make necessarily a good game. Yeah, it doesn't matter how good the game is, someone's still going to complain about Breath of the Wild. Exactly. And yeah. And it was just kind of a realization moment for myself of... You know, the memory of playing a game is one of the most important parts of it. So I, I think that What Do You Want was the favorite article that I had written um, just uh, for that journey that it took me on and the realizations that I got along the way. I really liked uh, the my most recent one, Nintendo's new approach to new IPs, because I wrote it right when I was getting insanely pumped for arms and splatoon 2 so i was coming off that e3 high that they just had going on there and it just really opened my eyes to the fact that nintendo does know what they're doing sometimes even though we might not put our faith in them Mm. we keep wanting sequels 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 but every once in a while you need that new ip and it seems like they've been slamming them out of the park lately with their well it's it's not even that we want sequels 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 we want when we get sequels we want a new ip and when we get a new ip we just want sequels. yes <laughs> but even the sequels that they come out with lately a lot of them have been like not what we wanted like Chibi Robo, Pikmin, uh, yeah, um, that. Federation Animal Force. Crossing. You've had Happy Home Designer and Amiibo Festival. Okay, I'm curious. Was I the only one who actually did? Anyone else get the uh, the Chibi Robo game for DS? Or I did. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay, oh. so it's not just me. I've seen it in the Best Buy bargain bin for like six months. <laughs> is it with I'm the like, Chibi Robo uh, Amiibo? It is, and I'm like, uh, five bucks. Uh. That's five bucks for an amiibo, man. I know. <laughs> I don't really have a favorite article that I've written. I, I hate all my children equally. Um, <laughs> but if I had to say there was an article I would like to do more in the style of, uh, probably Kirby and well-rounded uh 
power design. Mm, that's a pun, it. isn't it? Pun alert. Yeah. I told you, <laughs> I really like puns. I just, <laughs> I, I try to be subtle about it. Because the reason people hate puns is because everyone is really smarmy about how they deliver them. Okay? <laughs> if they're subtle, then people, when they get it, they fe they feel smart. You know, because yes. otherwise you're kind of insulting their intelligence. You're going, did you get it? Oh, okay, I see. So, I like that that uh, adjective, smarmy. <laughs> I'm going to use that now. You smarmy racist. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on to least favorite articles that our ourselves have written. Mine is called The Disastrous 24-Hour We live stream and this was a great idea something Simi and I have been wanting to do for a long time we're looking forward to the 10th anniversary of the Nintendo Wii November 19th okay so I, I have to ask how long like 10 years long <laughs> had we been looking forward to it like yeah. since before we started the show uh, okay so for a couple of years yeah so oh, that's cool oh man yeah. ow ow that actually make oof Ooh, wow. <laughs> Doesn't that hurt? And the, the reason that it's called the disastrous live stream is because we wanted to stay up for 24 hours and play a, a huge variety of Wii games, and it just didn't work because what were we in the middle of, Simeon? Uh, we were just finishing up We Play Tanks. I think we wanted to do one more yeah. try. And then Fobin, drug addict, runs a car into a... Transformer during a police chase or something like that. <laughs> and we hear this explosion and the TV turns off and the lights turn off and we are without power. But but you know what I like is I went back and watched the video on demand of of our our stream. Yeah. And it looked like such a clean cut, like we were just finishing saying something. Really? And I think we were like just about to start our new thing. Yeah. And it looked like a clean cut other than, you know, beforehand we had prefaced it with like, you know, you know, we're going to, we'll be we're right getting, back. yeah, we're, we'll be right back or we're, we're going to switch games or whatever. Yeah. But it seemed like such a clean break. That's awesome. That I don't think people understood what was going on. So we had no power, no Wi-Fi, and couldn't really tell people what was going on at all. So we just played Pokemon cards, and then a little bit later, I posted that blog about what happened. So and that was you're that you're was upset. Rough. That's your least favorite because you were uh, you were uh, delivering bad news and talking about how this didn't go the way you planned. Not because you were disappointed with the actual content of the article. Exactly, I okay. think the article is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> My my least favorite that I've written, um, and this one was hard a hard pick for me because it's probably one of the Nintendo experiences because there are a few that I I really like that I've done. A lot of the Nintendo experiences I think are kind of bland that I've done. Like I exp basically ex do a game description mm -hmm. and not too much else. Like I do a little bit of description as to why it's essential, but they're really short articles. Um, and there's nothing for me to really get upset about other than I didn't put a whole lot of time or energy into it, which whether that's a positive or a negative, um, I don't know who that who that is to decide. But probably my least favorite is uh, one to switch why it's number one and number two. I, I like it for one reason, which is um, the, the, title. the original. Well, yeah, uh, but uh, the original intent behind it. I think was a good idea, but I don't think it was a good idea for a blog. I, I wanted to be able to rank the 1-2 Switch games in the order from best to worst. In the middle of actually writing the blog though, I think I realized that it wasn't that good of an idea. And it's just because it's like people are going to find out what's good and what's bad anyway why write an article about it so it kind of lost a sense of purpose and well, also i mean i didn't i didn't play the uh i i don't own one two switch so it it was interesting to me okay well i, I i'm <laughs> glad it was um but w one of the problems was at the beginning um my intro explaining why it's a misunderstood game i think what what i had to say was somewhat important but I wanted to get to the other things that I wanted to say, and and it just 
it was it was awkward and it was slapped together and it it didn't make a whole lot of sense so i kind of i don't know i kind of disliked it for that reason yeah the it did i i remember because i uh i proved that and it was a little bit um a little bit on wheelie and uh didn't mm-hmm. segue very well uh, so. Yeah, it was horrible. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's taken. just throw it all out there. <laughs> Ryan, sounds like you gotta get going. Do you want to cover the rest of your notes real quick? Sure, I can do that. Uh, so the least favorite one that I've written was the ranking all Nintendo controllers. Uh, that one definitely should have been a YouTube video, and it was something that I'm pretty sure I threw together at the last minute. So it's not very entertaining. <laughs> Do you still hold your position on that? <laughs> well, I'd have to add the switch to it, but okay. other than that, I'd have to go back and like rethink about it and add the switch. But in all honesty, I'd probably have to put the switch at number one. Ooh, nice. And that's for the Joy-Con, not the uh, not the Pro controller. Yeah, Pro Controller would be number one. Joy-Con would oh. probably be number two. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, wow. Just because the versatility, but that's another time. I guess the next point would be the hardest article for me to write, and that would have to be the Switch doesn't have hidden fees. That's one that I really wanted to talk about because I saw a lot of people online talking about how the Switch is more expensive than it actually, like, the $300, mm-hmm. which... Yeah to me was just a load of junk so i wanted to write about it but once i Mm. sat down to write it i was like well there's not really much to say besides no it doesn't (laughs) but it's something that i wanted to say regardless yeah Mm. i noticed you were fired up about that one yeah yep (laughs) a lot of my blogs tend to have been like rants about when (laughs) just the community is in some sort of weird thing where everybody seems to be complaining and it's like come on guys find the positives here like the uh, the open letter to Nintendo fans, yes. also I think was one of them. Yeah. Yep. And then my favorite article someone else wrote would be the power of personality, which Glenn wrote. Which thank uh, you. That's something that I very much agree with. And there can be a game that's like very mediocre, but if it has like great personality, it can totally just suck you in and be like a great game to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we wish you the best. Thanks for joining us on this podcast, and um, we'll just finish up answering those other questions that you answered. Yeah. Sorry. So. Sorry that you had the the. Uh, you know. Sorry to see you step out early. No, but, that's uh, all right. Yeah. Family. Family calls. But uh, I'm glad I could join for part of it. I, I have a word for you. Go home and be a family man. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say that. Scott was waiting for that one. <laughs> all right. Nice. All right, bye. All right, nice. see you guys. Uh, my least favorite would be, uh, without doubt, a debatably brief overview of homebrew. I guess I, I, I was mistaken before. I do have one that I hate more than the others. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that was cool. Uh, you know, it was a cool concept, but going back and reading how it was, uh, how I wrote it, um, there's just I don't think I wrote it very, as effectively as I could. Um, one of the things is that when you're, I, I was covering a lot of ground, uh, and you know it was still pretty long, hence the title. But I was trying to cover a lot of ground, and something that I have a bad habit of when I'm trying to cover multiple subjects is uh, it's sort of like what Simeon said uh, about his least favorite. You know, for me, it's like, oh, look at this thing, look at that thing, that thing's cool, and yeah. so it feels very disjointed. And secondly, the thing, one of the things is I didn't install any emulators or try any of the games myself because I didn't, one, I didn't want to have emulators on my hard drive that I was only going to use for one article. But two, it would have added a lot more time to how long it would take to write that article. And so you can just see the image, uh, not immaturity, the uh, insecurity all over the article. Because I'm, I'm kind of posturing a lot and saying, well, you know, in my research or all, all of that stuff. Mm. So you, you can tell that I, I was kind of skittish about, you know, talking about this subject, which I, I feel like once I, I personally saw that, um, I kind of unsee it and just kind of undermined the whole <laughs> thing for me. Um, but I am 
extremely proud of uh, the the statements. Uh, much like death and taxes, uh, Linux will find you know be for any hard uh, found on any hardware that can run it, <laughs> or something yes. to that extent. I I liked that. I remember that line as well. To me, in that article, now it's been a while since I've read it, but mm -hmm. the insecurity I don't remember. I, I did feel like it was an overview. I don't know how familiar you are with Vsauce. Uh, I I've been watching Vsauce for uh, years now. So okay, there there was an episode I can't remember. Maybe it's a year old or so where he talked about there being multiple infinities. And he went oh, yeah. to the, the go on, yeah. When he went to go on to explain that, I, I watched the rest of the video not because I understood it, but because I couldn't understand it, and I wanted to see just how confused I could get. Um, the way the article was written, I enjoyed reading it because I I felt like I didn't see the insecurity as much as I saw that there was so much stuff behind it that even if you did explain it to me, I would not be able to understand it. <laughs> and that's the way I took it. Yeah, the multiple infinities things, that's that's interesting. I actually learned that in school because I have to have a lot of math. Why am I talking about that? <laughs> Glenn is good at math. Have I ever told you how good at math I am? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's really good, the girls. Anyway. <laughs> We can, but, if you want to link to your Tinder profile in the description, let me know. Yeah. Um, don't you need a smartphone for that? I don't have a smartphone. <laughs> Glenn, that will not get the girls either. Yeah. Okay. What, what do you mean? Glenn has a smartphone, right, Glenn? <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about hardest articles to write. Mm -hmm. Mine is the problem with mechanics first development. And this is an article that kind of criticizes Nintendo's approach to development, and that was difficult because they're such a successful company. Mm. Who am I to question it? But I do take issue when they say... The, the person who's giving them money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the power of the purse, Scott. <laughs> yeah, That's true. Yeah. Okay. Well, when they say we're not making an F-Zero game, for example, because we haven't come up with a new way to use hardware in it to interact with that game or we don't have a hook or a gimmick for this series so it's not coming back i take issue with that because i think a lot of times what nintendo fans really want is more of the same but then i came up against kind of counter argument to that which is like well if we wanted more of the same then how would we ever have gotten breath of the wild so i had to really wrestle with what do Nintendo fans really want? Kind of like Simeon's blog was about, what do people want? And I think that there is a balance that can be struck. Like, we want more of the same until the formula is perfected, and then innovation can occur. So I think that there are some series like Kid Icarus and F-Zero and um, some others that have not been perfected yet. So we could use more of those entries and uh, some other games like Zelda, I think with Twilight Princess after Ocarina of Time, that was kind of a perfected formula. So I'm glad that mm. they started mixing it up. But another reason that this blog was hard is because I was using 2D Metroid as an example. <laughs> like we, we, we need more 2D Metroid. Uh -huh. And oh, then right. E3 you, happened. You wrote that before E3 because we tried yes. to have our stuff done like two weeks in advance. Yep, possible. so I had to go back and just reinvent that article <laughs> that's so sad for me the the hardest one to write and you know there might be a different ways that i can approach the word hardest like like i said the last nintendo experience that i did the one on fighting games it was hard because i didn't want to stop writing but i knew that i should and uh, what do you want was uh, hard because it just took a lot of thinking or the uh choosing a main in a fighting game that was hard for other reasons but for me probably the hardest one was the boy in the night i think it was my first blog a poem and yeah. it, it it was difficult because it was a poem i don't write poetry i've i this is probably the first either the first or second poem that i have written and it's it's really stretching i have to you know, use my vocabulary, use the the thesaurus. That blew not, my socks off. It it 
it was really tough and it took me it took me a lot of just what do I want to say it what point do I want to get across what needs to be trimmed so because it's not just poetry that I want to sound pretty <laughs> it's I also want to get the point across and it was about what um, it was it was about Mighty Number no. Nine and living up to the standards of Mega Man. Yeah, and just for the record, it took me forever to realize that it wasn't until I noticed that Beck was superimposed in the uh, thumbnail image that oh wait, this is actually referring to something in Nintendo. <laughs> I, I I wanted I wanted to make it subtle. Maybe maybe that was another difficulty that I ran, ran across is how subtle can I be. How subtle should I be? Mm. Um, will my point be completely missed, and people just think that this is a weird, random poem on a gaming website? Um, I think I think that that was a good balance of having the thumbnail with Beck. Um, the subtlety helps it resonate, I think. Yeah. So, so for me, that was the most stretching one, uh, especially with all the Nintendo experiences that are are a little bit easier to do. That one was the furthest out of my comfort zone. And on that note, uh, my, the hardest one for me was Link's Log, a narrative Breath of the Wild uh, Let's Play. And much for the same reason. Uh, it's not that I've never written fiction before, but especially you know for the blog, I'm usually doing a, a much more formal style. And so, actually, this was difficult for a lot of reasons. But one, it was something outside my comfort zone. And, you know, it, it's meant to be humor, and humor is very mm. difficult. But the, the other thing is there's basically one joke that's stretched out uh, throughout the, uh, used throughout the entire um, article, and it's a long article. It might be the longest one I've ever written. And it's like, how do I keep this one joke of Link doesn't, you know, Link thinks he's crazy. Uh, <laughs> how do I keep that funny? And, you know, it's not just that I'm using the joke over and over and trying to find different ways of having him reference it. It's also the fact that it's a really dark joke if you think about it. And <laughs> I know, I was thinking that. <laughs> for me, personally, I was like, okay, how do I keep this from it, him sounding like he's just angsting about, uh, it's like, oh, woe is me, I'm insane. You know, I wanted it to, to stay funny. So I had to find, like, think of ways to, to keep that fresh, like maybe have him acknowledge that maybe I'm not crazy and then immediately snap back. See, humor, humor is notoriously one of the most difficult things to do, whether it's writing, whether it's performing. It requires timing. It requires knowledge of just so much knowledge. You can't be an idiot that really, truly gets humor being able to pull off any sort of humor it takes it takes effort and it takes a lot of thought to do it well right and so yeah that was you know i was really anxious throughout all that um just like the the article i posted after that um which was a wee in a van also a good one of mine uh but mm. a wee in a van uh i actually had that written before uh, the Breath of the Wild one. It took so much out of me that I could not write another article for the next month. I had to use one that I had in reserve. <laughs> Something that I don't know if I conveyed this very well, and I kind of want to bounce off you to see if you got that, but talking about it being dark is uh, the the end, I kind of tried to go for a tonal shift. You know, when I have him wrapping it up, his last words are, don't trust the old man. Yeah, mm -hmm. and one that's that's kind of funny because you can interpret it as uh, oh Link is so petty he's holding a grudge, but I also wanted that to kind of sound sort of like the uh, the apocalyptic logs is what TV tropes would call it. Um, apologies if you're not familiar with that site, but it's sort of like an HP Lovecraft thing where you you kind of get to see someone's writing in their journal and their descent into madness, mm -hmm. and I was kind of suggesting. That you know, sort of like uh, you would with a horror story, that uh, the main character actually is going crazy and it's self-induced paranoia. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. yeah. So that that was really dark. <laughs> <laughs> it and and that's something and that's something else that's not easy to do um, is uh, do something that is um, fictionally dark. Mm -hmm. um, with, with the humorous twist. The dark humor is something that 
I mean, that's even harder than just, you know, humor in general. I think yeah. that people can make jokes, but uh, keeping it edgy and making it both somber and funny and you don't know whether to laugh or cry, <laughs> that takes a lot of doing. And, you know, last of all, it was hard because it, it's supposed to be a Let's Play. So it's based off of what my experience was with that game. Mm-hmm. Which, let me tell you, that's not a good way to experience a game is to start off by taking notes every uh, five minutes. Um, <laughs> well, but, thank you for doing that because it was very enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, but also, I had to cut stuff out. And it felt really weird doing that for a Let's Play. But it's like, okay, look, I ha- I'm prioritizing the story over the what I actually did in the game. So, like, I didn't go straight to the shrine when the old man pointed me to it. I actually found a campfire and camped for the night and I moved that to afterwards and I also uh, skipped over discussing uh, Korok uh, I found a Korok and I I feel, the thing is I felt it made it too uh, repetitive because Link is just like okay I'm going crazy, I'm seeing these things but I do miss the fact that I never got to use the uh, the term uh, tree gremlin <laughs> <laughs> so right. that will be a re- regret forever so we've talked about favorite articles we've written, least favorite articles we've written, and hardest stuff that we've had to do. We now let's talk about just... each other. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we got to wrap it up, but we have time just to quickly recommend uh, something for a listener to go find. Mine would be the Super Mario Bros. movie we never got, written by Glenn. And if you are familiar with how bad the Super Mario Bros. movie is, it was really fascinating to hear kind of the original vision and how everything went wrong. And the whole time I was reading that, I was learning things plus thinking, how does Glenn know all of this? So that's the one I read. I left a link at the at the <laughs> end of the article. I, when I was reading that, I was just shaking my head the entire time going, this is the weirdest thing. This is the weirdest film synopsis I've ever read. And that that was really close to making it to my uh, recommendation list. The the ones that I decided to recommend were uh, Metroid Other Fusion, uh, written by Glenn. That Was that your mm-hmm. first article with us? Okay, story behind that. Uh, that was the first one I published. That was actually the second one I wrote, because the first one I wrote was the Ace Attorney one. And I looked okay, at it yeah. like, okay, sure, this one's that. a little bit long. <laughs> This Mm -hmm. one's a little bit long, and I don't want my first article to be too long because that's what people will expect from me. So I wrote Mm. the Metroid one, and it wound up, I think, having a higher word count. And I just said, (laughs) okay, you know what? Screw it. This is my life now. (laughs) (laughs) I I really enjoyed that one because it really has made me look at Metroid Other M in a completely different light and, and Metroid Fusion as well. Um, seeing those parallels, I cannot avoid them now. It's one of those cannot unsee yep. uh, things. And also, I also want to highlight seasonal gaming. We haven't talked about Matt much. Um, yeah, in this it's a shame podcast. he can't be here. It is. It is. I really wish he could be here. Um, seasonal gaming is one of my favorite articles, simply for the fact that it brought up an idea that I had never really thought of before—a dimension of gaming where I don't know oftentimes whether or not I should return to a game. Yeah. And having it in a seasonal category like with my decorations, yep. um pull out that game once a year or, you know, during this time of year and yeah, does I, the calendar dictate your gaming moods consciously or subconsciously? I think I think it was a it was a great idea and I'm really glad that he put that one down. Okay, so I have a question. Did that inspire the uh, the Forgotten Gaming Holidays article you wrote? It uh, it did indeed. It did indeed. It was heavily influenced by um, the the seasonal gaming article. Just because I was so fascinated with it, I couldn't stop talking about it. Glenn, what do you recommend here? What do you want for, uh, by Simeon? I want to know what you recommend. <laughs> <laughs> No, Boom. who is the name of the person on first? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. But yeah, the the article Simeon wrote uh, entitled "What Do You Want?" end quote. Um, <laughs> to me, as someone who wants to make video games someday, that's a that was a really interesting piece because it it you know kind of takes a philosophical look at what games are trying to accomplish, mm. and that's not a question we really think to ask a whole lot. Good stuff. So mm-hmm. let's talk real quick about what's coming up. 
next year. I have no idea. I hope the inspiration strikes me. Uh, Simeon, you'd like to see more out-of-the-box articles. Yeah, I want to see whether it be more poems or more fiction, whatever whatever it is. Mm. Um, stuff that we wouldn't normally do. Ryan also has no idea. Uh, Glenn, going to continue your That Was a Thing series. Can't yep. wait for the uh, Chibi-Robo retrospective that has been so anticipated and will be very yeah. long. Well, so I, I've you're... decided I'm going to play replay every game in the series for that and also play the, uh, the one that um, never made it here to the States. There is a fan translation. This is why Glenn writes the favorite blogs. He plays entire game series yes. as research. <laughs> yeah, I had to do so, that for... Uh, I didn't do it for the Battalion Wars one, but I had to do it for Red Steel 2. And, uh, dude, you're awesome. Yeah, well, Red Steel 2 is not a very long game. That's why I did it. So what's this uh, Let's Workshop It series that you're planning? Okay, so uh, Scott Scott is reading my notes, not letting me read <laughs> myself. So... In my while reviewing the Astro Duel Deluxe game, I, uh, I, you know, like I said, I'm a hopeful game designer. I, I'd like to have my own company one of these days. Um, I guess I've never actually openly said that outside of the little about the author blurb that no one reads. Um, <laughs> Byline. But uh, the you know it was kind of hard for me you know bashing a game that because i've i have worked with game engines and made very simple games before and even simple games are hard um so i felt kind of bad about that and i i was thinking okay you know i what something i've always thought or something i've been thinking a lot here in the last few years is that anyone can tell you if something's good or bad uh fewer people can tell you why it's good and it's bad far fewer either can or will take the effort to say, how do you make it good? Mm, I like that. And so I was thinking, okay, you know, maybe I could do an article on how would I fix uh, Astro Dual Deluxe? You know, and like really simple, easy, pragmatic stuff that wouldn't be too much, you know, I, I wouldn't say, oh, full motion cutscenes and uh, a, an epic 60 hour story campaign. Uh, <laughs> right. Not nothing like that, but you know, just little things that could make the game, uh, you know, worth the asking price, in my opinion. That's awesome. I think that's going to be really cool to read. And then I don't know if you've thought about this, but if you get a couple of those articles written, you can basically call them case studies, and you could go on if you wanted to to become a mock reviewer, which are basically kind of like people who do video game reviews, but. You're actually doing them ahead of time before a game's launch to help a company see how their game is going to be ex uh, accepted by critics. Ooh. So they hire people Ooh. like this and people that can give that kind of constructive feedback. So might be something to think about. I've never heard of that. That's, that's cool. Yeah. But let's see. Yeah, uh, I'd like to do some tech-focused stuff, like maybe dissecting... Uh, what the term 8-bit actually means because mm. an 8-bit sprite is not composed of 8 bits and it's doesn't even have 8 bits in the traditional sense of the term in like what typical images have so that's one okay, I might now, write now I'm super curious yeah, so can you put that at the top of your list please? <laughs> my next one uh, as of this recording it may be out by the time that uh, this is released but is going to be on game manuals and how those uh, evolved through the eras and I'm going to be hmm. looking at like how they how they phrase instructions and stuff like that okay. where, where they place their focus and yeah speaking of which more weird articles because I, I, I like you know I talked about personal style I try to do stuff that's 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 weird. That's kind of you know. I never would have thought of that kind of stuff. I think it's been a great discussion, and anybody listening is probably uh, probably has their homework cut out for them. Yes. stuff to go read. So where to find that is twobuttoncrew.com/blog, or you could go on the homepage, just click the navigation. Everything will be right there. Easy to find. Great stuff to go back and read. Most of the blogs are timeless too, so don't worry about. Um, there being any outdated news in the feed or anything like that.
Oh, uh, hey, while we're discussing uh, stuff that, you know, going back and rereading stuff, I actually have a secret that... Uh, okay, so I actually, the uh, the editor we have allows you to have alt text on your images. Um, this is this is a hot scoop for you guys. This is an Easter what? egg I've been including in ev almost every article. I think there are two that don't have it. But every article, all the images have alt text. But the site doesn't Wait. display alt text. Normally what you do is you hover the mouse over and it pops up, but the site doesn't allow that for some reason. So, uh, so you have to right, right click inspect it? Yeah, you can right click inspect ele uh, element and there's actually hidden jokes in there. Glenn, is the, are these just your articles or everybody's? Just mine. I, I won't go and do that for everyone's articles. <laughs> for heaven's sake, I know my articles are long, but I still have a life. <laughs> Glenn, you madman. That is a cool secret. I did not know that. I had no idea. Yeah. It, it's been a year. I think it's time I just come clean and I admit it. <laughs> well, you're fired. That's a horrible secret. <laughs> Man, so, I had so many articles planned. <laughs> so while you guys are on the website, check out our show. The main thing we do is a daily YouTube thing, just like this, but in little 10-minute topical chunks. You'll love it. I try as hard as I can never to use the word chunks in my life, so let me try you that again. Like chunks. 10-minute topical videos. Segments. Treats. Yep. So enjoy that, guys. And if you want more podcasts, you can increase the speed that these come out by visiting us on patreon.com and sending us a few bucks a month while collecting a bunch of awesome exclusives. That's right. Every time that you guys sponsor us for Patreon, uh, that stuff goes into more content for you guys. It's not something like we share the wealth, nothing like that. Yeah. It's, it's all about putting it back into making better and more content for you guys. Yeah, remember every time you uh, donate to the Patreon, a uh, a Paracoupa Troopa gets its wings. That's right. And I it, was gonna say something similar. And every time a puppy dies, an angel dies. Real quick, I want to. Oh, wow, that, <laughs> was that was that? morbid, Scott. Wow, thanks. <laughs> Way to bring I'd us like down. To, <laughs> I'd like to shout out right now each of our existing patrons who made this podcast episode happen. Thank you, Eric Flapjack, Ashley. Glenn Strawn, what? Liep L, Paul W, Thierry, Sparkling Cyanide, Enrique L, J-Man, Matthew M, and Game Over Jesse, who has a channel of his own to check out. You guys are fantastic. Last words, anybody? No, I Go. think I've spoke my, uh, spoke my piece. Go read the blog? Mm -hmm. Go read the blog. Go. Please. Go read the blog. I, I feel like I'm just... <laughs> tossing stuff into the ocean and watching it sink into the bottom right now so <laughs> we appreciate every writer thank you Matt Simeon Ryan and Glenn and Scott that everyone yeah and uh, Eric Flapjack Ashley one of our patrons has done a couple of great guest ones as well all kinds of good stuff twobuttoncrew.com slash blog see you guys next podcast signing out bye